Greetings only tans. Today's Thursday, June 15. I just finished chatting with Jay Metz. Jay Metz, as you know, is a guy that people either really enjoy hearing from or really don't. He's a he's a guy that has some critical takes. He's a guy that has put a lot of money into the platform of NBA Top Shot, so he has some very strong opinions. Um, but we talk a bit about the leaderboards that he has those strong opinions on, the upcoming pack drop, the NBA Finals legendary pack drop. We talk about the NBA Finals itself, in which the Nuggets beat the Heat 4-1. We talk about the predicted NBA champions of 2024. And we talk about a bunch of other things, and we talk almost for about a little over an hour, I think. But recall that nothing that you hear in this podcast should be considered financial advice. And also in this episode, nothing you should be, nothing that you hear should be considered medical advice either. You'll you'll find out why later. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. What is going on, everybody? How are you all? I know it's been a couple of weeks since we last talked to each other. So appreciate you showing up this week. Last week was just uh, tiring, I think. I think that's why I didn't stream. I think my daughter had me up all hours of the night and I just didn't feel I wasn't feeling it. But I did give you my Twitter predictions that were correct. I told you that the Nuggets were going to close out the heat in five games. Isn't that what they call a gentleman's sweep when like you give them one win and then you win for it? Well, I don't forget. But anyway, I told you what was going to happen. I told you the Heat were going to steal one on the road, which they did. I made a little snarky joke on Twitter. The Heat fans got all upset. That seems to be a, a pattern with me lately. So now I'm just enjoying getting under Heat fan skin. Even though the Heat fans, they do deserve, you know, they should be proud of their team. An eight seed getting to the finals. That's not a very uh, common occurrence, but. Listen, you beat the Celtics. I'm going to have to vote for your demise. That's just how the world works. But anyhow, uh, what's been happening over the last couple of weeks? Actually, before we begin, if you haven't yet entered, there's an infinite object giveaway on my Twitter account. So if you're interested in getting your hands on a $150 credit to infinite objects to so go buy an infinite objects display, then go to Twitter, find me on Twitter and go enter that because I think we're going to pull the name after this stream is finished. So go ahead and do that. Um, but anyhow, yeah, interesting times. We saw the LeBron block, right? We That, that kind of took me a surprise. I don't know if you guys knew that was coming. And our guest today had a lot to say about that LeBron block. You know, he's someone who wants to rise up on those leaderboards. And that was a difficult thing to rise up on those leaderboards. Only 23 people get one of those things. So we see Shane's in the chat. What's going on, Shane? Budavane is here. He says, watching on my mobile because the weather is nice. There you go, Budavane. That's smart. Running home, home now. No, man. Enjoy being outside, Budavane. Get the headphones in. You can listen live. Or better yet, I mean, of course, I want you here live. But better yet, go enjoy your day. Catch up on this later. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jump Shoot is waiting for a community check out. Hopefully that doesn't happen for a long time, Jump Shoot. Um. And John wants the Tandy and First Mint collab, don't we all? And that's true. The Pack Trip is mentioning that if you're in the Nine Lives Lounge, you got an email today. They they release some merch where you can get yourselves a $100 hoodie, but you get a $100 coupon for being in the Nine Lives Lounge. So if you want a, a dad hat, as they say, or a soft t-shirt, it's all there. It's all there for you. Wilder wants a Tandy autograph print. I can do that for you, Wilder. And Poker Pro Eric is here, and Jump Shoot says, "When Kobe." But let's uh, invite our guest to the show here. Um, what should we give him? Should we give him? I think I like giving him Ron Burgundy. Where is he? We'll give him Ron Burgundy as soon as I can find him. It's taking so long. I should really one day. I swear, I'm going to organize these by alphabetical order, but. I cannot find that damn drop. I'm going to find it, guys. Or I won't. We're just going to stand here 
And we, okay, I found it. All right. So let's introduce my guest, Jay Metz. We're going to give him the Ron Burgundy treatment. Here we go. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> If only, if only. <laughs> what does What's your apartment? Thing? What does your apartment smell like, Jay? Ah, uh, it depends. We're we're a we're a big candle household. Uh, so oh, are whatever you? the yeah, whatever the candle of the day is. I don't know. She buys all the candles. She lights all the candles. Uh, I just enjoy the smell. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Is she getting like the candle? I once read something. I don't want to ruin your candle high right now, but oh, I read I read something that like you got to go for those. A candles that they almost like a special kind of candle where i think it's like if you do the typical candles where it's like the wax the normal wax there's like lots of weird chemicals and oils and stuff you got to go for like the the good shit you got to go for like the beeswax yeah i don't know much about candles i'll be honest with you um one of her cousins makes candles in california and she's like super vegan super like environmentally conscious um, so I assume that whatever she makes is, is the good shit, but I don't know. And I also don't care. I also wear cologne that probably poisons me and deodorant <laughs> that probably poisons me. And I eat shit out of boxes that probably poisons me. And mm. I go out there and I breathe whatever the fuck is in the air. So I, yeah. They still whatever. got that orange, orange, uh, air in New Jersey. No, you're not in New Jersey. You're I don't live in Jersey anymore. No, it's been, I left like 10 years ago. Um, so I don't, I don't think so, but I, I guess I really don't know. I haven't asked anybody over the last week or so. It was crazy, right? You saw those pictures? looked like the end of the world. It did. It did. Uh, but no, the world is still here. Top Shot is still here. Um, and we're still here. So everything's all right. So where do you want to begin, Jay? I know that you have a lot of feelings about... Uh, first of all, was it just me that didn't know that the uh, LeBron block was coming to the platform? Was that just me that was kind of surprised by that? Or were you also... No, I mean, I guess I don't pay as much attention as as some, but it, I didn't know. I don't. I don't think we heard any rumblings. I know when they when they did the the record breaker, they said it was part of an anthology, which, by definition, and you know, it it, uh, it implied that there were more coming. We didn't know when they were coming. We didn't know what was coming. Um, I thought it was strange to immediately. <laughs> there you go. I thought it was strange to immediately go from like a an out of ninety nine. Uh, legendary for his record breaker, which was super hyped, super promoted. There was like a lot of chatter, a lot of anticipation around it for weeks, if not months in the, in the top shot Twitter streets, right? Everybody was talking about like, how is top shot going to commemorate this? How's it going to be rewarded yet? NBL and others out there vocally criticizing everything that they were doing. What was wrong about how they chose, you know, recipients to go from that, which was like very highly promoted out of 99, weird distribution strategy, you know, $9 loot packs that anybody off the street could buy and then flip for a profit to now a completely different approach, much scarcer moment. Um, I don't know. It, you know, I think the bottom line is they're just still at a point where they're testing They're Everything they do seems like a test. I don't think they feel like they've nailed anything about what works within this platform and product. They keep, you know, changing around, um, distribution. They keep uh, kind of, even today's uh, announcement of the finals pack. Um, the last several drops, if you had a certain TSS score, um, you you got a rebate on the pack, which incentivized people to purchase. Now there's only a few that are going to be available for purchase, and they've completely eliminated um, the the rebate, except for those who uh, who reserve packs based on having legendary sets already locked. So, long story short, I think they're, they're they continue to test and iterate and try shit. They haven't found the magic formula. You know, users continue to dwindle. The big unlock is coming. Whales are very publicly uh, trying to liquidate everything they have in their collection before the unlock happens. Who knows? It, it's it's a very it's just it's an interesting an interesting platform, interesting product, interesting interesting times. Um, lots of lots of unknowns. Mm, yeah. Well, we see some people are in the chat. We got Ace. We got Joseph. We got Tandy NFT. Shane's here. Steve Veerman's here. He's asking, do we really need three anthology sets in series four? Magic, LeBron, now KD. Do you think you think that we should have less anthology sets at a time, Jay? Is that Steve Veerman? Yeah, that's Steve Veerman. That's his channel, Steve's channel. <laughs> that's super cool. I think, listen, if I'm Steve, the more anthology sets, the better. I'm almost guaranteed to get at least one from each set airdrop to me. Um, 
but no, I, I, I don't, who cares? Like if, if you like it then collect it, if you don't, then don't collect it. I mean, at this point, like it's, it's a broken record. They're going to keep making more stuff, right? Like they're going to keep rolling out product. They're going to keep, you know, tapping into these relationships with iconic players and building sets around them. Um, they're not going to stop making stuff. So the whole notion of like speculating and buying things because it's going to be the only one of its kind, or there's not more like it coming. Um, the, that ship has sailed. They're going to keep making stuff. And if it's not for you, don't buy it. And if it dilutes the value of what you have, so be it. We've had two and a half years of every time something new comes out, it dilutes the value of what you have. So um, it's just going to continue to go that way. And hopefully people like this stuff and they buy it because they want to own it and whatever happens, happens. So one thing that happened when the LeBron block was announced, right? So a lot of people obviously got very excited. Um, yeah. There was some intense competition near the end, I'd say, of all Kinda. those. Like it, it was intense among a couple of people. Obviously, <laughs> right. it wasn't among a lot of people, but but yeah. that's kind of the nature of the beast. If you're only going to have 23 of these things, there's not going to be. You don't think I, so? Well, I loved part of it. I love the burn leaderboards, by the way. For years, people like me have been talking about doing some sort of a buyback program. People who got burned, give those people an opportunity to sell back the shit that they bought at ridiculous premiums because of whatever the reason was um, and get something of value in return, whether it's you know non-refundable dapper or in this case, you can essentially trade back in stuff that you bought at very high values, get rid of it, burn it, erase it from the platform and get something of contemporary value in return. I love that idea. I think, I think it's a brilliant idea and I think they're going to continue to iterate with how these burn programs work, the leaderboards and whatnot. What I didn't like about this particular leaderboard is if you burned, but you weren't one of the top 10 finishers, or I guess the top 23 on that particular leaderboard with the non-top 10 getting a, a legendary pack in return, you lost what you burned, like, like lost it with nothing in return. I think that's kind of gimmicky. And I don't think everything has to be this, this co competitive game where it's like, you have to burn more than the next guy or else you're going to lose everything that you've uh, that you've decided to trade in. I think the one thing that they could have done differently, just one thing it would have made it exponentially better was if you didn't finish in the top 10 or sure, the top 23, if that's how they wanted to do it, you got your shit back. You didn't have to burn anything. It was just on reserve and no harm, no foul. What would have happened in that, in that uh, instant? Well, more people would have participated, right? Dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of people would have participated. Maybe some people would have thought they had a chance in hell if they burned enough stuff to, to win the prize. And maybe some would have been like, I know I can't win, but I'm just going to give it a shot anyway, just in case I'm wrong. But at least they would have been involved. They would have been engaged. They would have cared about this moment in time and this moment on the platform. And then what would have happened is the top 10 still would have won the grand prize. The next 13 would have won their legendary pack. Maybe there would have been more competition. Maybe those top 23 would have had to burn more because the risk wouldn't have been for everybody else. If you burn your stuff, you're going to completely lose it. It defeats the purpose. The whole point of these burn back pro programs is to kind of sort of make people whole. People who are actually still on the platform, still wanting to collect. The point of why they're burning in the first place is they've already lost money on this shit that they're looking to burn to kind of trade up for. Why make it even worse for them and have them burn their shit and get nothing? And like, I don't get that part. And I think that was a, a huge fail. Maybe they don't have the tech to kind of allow people to put a hold on their moments that in theory would be burned if they got one of those top 23 spots. But I would hope in the future, that's one of the things that they can iterate on. Um, I don't think people should lose, like literally lose and walk away with nothing. There were a few people because inevitably there's going to be that burned a lot of stuff and got nothing back in return. And like, to what end? To what, like, to what end? Like the, the system that they tried only got about 30 people total on the whole platform to partake. Even if there's only going to be 23 winners, you still want more than 30 people to participate, I would think. Mm. Yeah, I think that uh, they could have done something with like how they did the rookies, the rookie revelations, where you had yeah. a really big catch all where like, you know, worst case scenario, you got a couple of packs like but very unlikely that you were going to have these massive, massive swings, even though I know some people probably did on that rookie one who fell right outside the threshold. Um I think yeah, but that, it's one thing to lose the grand prize and it's another thing to lose everything that you just put in. It, it's like it's like a reverse auction, right? I think they call it like a, a Dutch auction or whatever. Right. Where like you if put I'm your bid bidding, in. yeah, you're bidding on something. The, the whole idea of inviting more people to bid is inevitably you'll get higher bid amounts, right? Mm -hmm. More competition, the higher the number will go, the more shit in theory will get burned. 
But in any other aspect of the world, when you bid on something, if you don't win, you don't lose the amount that you bid. Like it's stupid. Right. It makes no sense to me. So on the one hand, I do agree that like they should they should figure out a little bit of something in between, some kind of a compromise there. On the other hand, I do think that there's an element to this this whole platform, honestly, that is kind of like gambling, right? Like the pack rip yeah. is a gamble. Yeah. Um, speculating on moments is a gamble. So I think there does kind of have to be an element of you put your money out or your moments out, you might lose, you might get less back, you might walk away feeling like, you know, kicking dirt. That's kind of part of what happens when you gamble. But I do agree with you that there can be something in between. Um, but it doesn't have to be a gambling platform. That's the thing. There can certainly be elements of gambling. Listen, I love to gamble. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the, the dwindling number of users that are still on the platform also enjoy gambling. But there's already enough gambling on the platform, to your point. At some point, some things have to be geared towards collecting. The idea of collecting is you, you invest in stuff, and then you can kind of trade in, trade out, trade up if you'd like. Make this an opportunity to trade in or trade up. Not gamble, yeah. and if you happen to not finish in the right spot, lose everything. Like th this is not a moment in time for Top Shot to have actual hardcore collectors walking away from any experience, having lost everything that they just put into it. Like now is not the time. We, we don't well, have uh, enough yeah. users I, for that. I think you're right in terms of the people who are burning just un, unfathomable amounts of Top Shot score to get, a, to get a shot at these things and then walking away losers. Those are some of your truly very small percentage of these very devoted very hardcore users so yes i would agree there you don't want and, them. and tandy i think the most important part of it isn't isn't just that people ended up losing which some did but most people didn't bother participating right if people are not going to participate in things then then it kind of defeats the purpose of doing said things in the first place you want people to lean in you want people to engage to your point most people didn't even know that this block moment was coming to the platform because of the way it was rolled out and the messaging around the distribution it didn't feel like it appealed to anybody it didn't apply to most collectors. Now, granted, at the end of the day, only 23 people are going to end up with it. It's super scarce. It's by design, as it should be. And it should be really hard to get it. But if at least people felt like they could participate in the experience as opposed to just watching it, and let's face it, most people didn't even know it was happening, so they didn't even watch it happening, um, it, you, you lose the luster of leveraging it as a promotional vehicle. All of these big moments, these tentpole moments that Top Shot brings into the ecosystem should be leveraged as, as promotional moments where people can lean in and feel like there's something exciting happening. To watch 30 people participate in something where 23 of them were gonna guaranteed you know, win something, I don't know, I don't think anybody really had fun with it. And if, if it's not fun, if it's not exciting, if it's not drawing attention, if people aren't chattering about it and talking about it and awaiting it with anticipation, then you're, you're missing half the point of doing these things in the first place. It, it, it's about creating a moment in time. Would you argue that then the Rookie Revelations one, which, like I said, had way more levels that you could win at, would you argue that that was more successful, that was more enjoyable? Sure. 100%. Yeah, it had way more participation. People were talking about it. Even the other finals leaderboards were, were exponentially better. This was just a miss for them. you know. And I think it should be said, it's one miss, but all of the other burn leaderboards so far have been pretty positive. I think they've gotten lots of participation. People burned a lot of stuff mostly stuff that they overspent on and they got something of present day value back in return. So I know everybody out there is like, Oh, he's such a hater or FUD, whatever, <laughs> whatever these, these people say um, they're doing good, right? Like a, a lot of the activity and, and, um, and successes around these leaderboards, I think has largely been positive. This one I, to me was a massive miss. It could have been executed much better. I've had some personal conversations with folks over there. I think there's some level of agreement. And hopefully they can iterate and, and optimize moving forward. Okay. We'll see what, we can, what can be done moving forward. I do think that in the grand scheme of things, the other point too, is you had people that, like you said, burning so, so much top shot score, so many very high value moments. I think that's the right direction. And like you said, you let, you're yeah. enjoying these burn boards. And I think it's for that exact reason. It's like, if obviously we don't want people walking away, feeling like they got screwed over, but yeah. To have like millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of moments just burned off the platform, it's kind of getting us to where we need to go. Like we need that to happen across all that S2, S3 stuff. Like we need burning yeah. all across the board to, to get to a healthier balance of like marketplace. Especially if it's a mechanism for new pack distribution, which means less money coming out of collectors' pockets, which means less liquidity coming out of the overall health of the marketplace. 
right? If, if these are going to be the mechanisms that allow for new packs to be distributed and new moments to be in circulation that people can then buy on the secondary market without having to pay for it to dapper, that puts more money into, uh, into the ecosystem, which I think is, is healthy for the platform. Yeah. But I think what we're alluding to is we are continue. We are still in beta. So here we go. Beta. All right. Well, we can, um, yeah, we'll see what they do. Obviously we see they're tinkering around They're in beta where they're changing, they're changing it up to trying different things. Some may be seen as grand successes and others, not so much. But today they announced, like you said, the finals legendary pack. It's a it's a five hundred dollar price tag. It comes with one legendary, one MGLE, I believe, and then you know the flotsam. Um, what do you think about that pack? Obviously, now there's no rebate. Which, on the one hand, it's again one of these things where I can understand both sides of the argument. It's like, on one hand, it's almost a good thing because it means those values are going to be near the pack price most likely. On the other hand, it's not such a good thing because you're not rewarding your people who are holding on to all this TSS, which is kind of supposed to be the whole point of the TSS. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I think for, for a drop like this, you should probably be a Nuggets fan or maybe a, a Heat fan or just, I guess, rich <laughs> and somebody who wants to buy everything. Um, you know, the other point is the vast majority of the packs are going to be distributed through the leaderboard, which is the first time that that's going to be the case for a pack um, of this price point. Um, which means people may well flip and, uh, and, and dump for, for low prices anyway, right? Because people burn stuff, which cost them something at some point in time. But that was like a week or two ago, which in internet times and in, in NFT times is like 10 years ago. And people right. don't even have that attachment to the monetary value of what they burned anymore. So who knows? I could very easily see people ripping these packs and undercutting each other to get a few hundred dollars for these moments. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I, I think what, what happened for the last couple of pack drops that did have rebates is everything ultimately went down to the price of the pack with the rebate. So if you ended exactly. up buying those packs for $500 and you spent $350 with the rebate uh, or, or other people spent $350 with the rebate, they're looking to flip stuff just to get their money back. And then it turns out that most people who bought them lost money. Uh, listen, the bottom line is there's still so few people <laughs> buying moments on Top Shot. Um, there's just not a large enough user base to, uh, to, to support, uh, kind of the financial aspect of the product. So like people have been saying for a while now, um, I think at this point, the only people that really should be buying this stuff are people who like it, people who see value in the longevity of the platform, people who, um, enjoy owning these things. Um, but you know, the idea of flipping things for profit or, you know, short-term gain, um, we just, we don't really have it. We haven't really seen it. Um, so, you know, unless there's going to be manipulation among those top 50 or 100 or 200 whales, um, you know, th this is not a platform where people should be looking to make money at this point. I think that's pretty fair. It's, it's not easy to make big flips at this moment in time. Um, last week, we had 2,675 buyers down 10%, 4,239 sellers down 4%. <clears throat> Um, I mean, it's twice as many sellers as buyers. That's it's not a very healthy. By the way, how have you ever figured that out? How are sellers calculated? Because buyers, that's obviously like an active thing that you're doing. You're buying off the platform. What is a seller? Sellers are people that are obviously. Is that someone who's listing something for the first time or listing something that for that week? Have you ever thought about I mean, that? I would assume a seller is somebody who sold something. Exactly, but assume? is that like someone who listed? Shouldn't the buyers and the sellers be equal then? Am I am is my brain not working? Because how are well, there more no, sellers because there than could be buyers? Ten sellers who sell to two buyers, right? Like th there's very few people who are doing accumulation at scale on this platform. So if you have ten whales, right? Like there's mm -hmm. dozens of whales that in this moment in time, publicly, not so publicly, liquidating everything they have. They're not buying anything. They're selling mm -hmm. everything they've got. Now there are some buyers, right? Let's say there's one buyer who's buying ten things, but each each of them is from a different seller. One seller, 10 buyers. Or on the flip side, 10 sellers all selling to one buyer, right? Which is, I think, what's happening now. There's way more sellers than buyers. It's the same schmucks who are buying from a broad swath of sellers. Because more okay. people are looking to get out, especially in advance of the, the massive unlock that's, that's happening, versus the few 
lunatics, hardcore collectors, desperate bag holders, hardcore gamblers, whatever they are, who are in accumulation mode. Right. So this is, I think this is kind of what I was getting at, which Steve is also addressing. A seller is just an account yeah. that sold. That seller could have posted the listing six months ago. doesn't mean that seller was active or posting this week when it sells. Right. It just um, means that it sold this week. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But you, you are still, I mean, you're, you made like a relatively large purchase not that long ago. You bought the LeBron anthology moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have loss aversion. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've dumped so much money into this platform that I'd rather, I'd rather ride it to the very end, watch the whole thing burn down if that's what's going to take place, rather than put all my chips to the middle of the table and cash out for a relative minimal amount compared to what I invested. It just it makes no monetary sense for me. The, the amount of money that I can get back now versus what I put into it, it's like, to what end? Like, so I could go on a nice vacation. Yeah. Buying to the bitter end. Um, and, you know, hope that the bitter end doesn't happen. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in the blockchain, by the way. I'm a big believer in uh, the validity uh, and the value proposition of some sorts of digital collectibles. You know, we talked about this years ago when you and I first maybe did our first show together. Like when I was a kid, I collected stuff like a lot of other kids. And then you grow older, you move around. You have kids, you have family, you have pets. You want less stuff. The more stuff you have, the more burdensome it is. But that doesn't mean that you as an adult have lost that sense of childish wonder or that sense of wanting to be emotionally connected to things that you care about. I fucking love basketball. Like basketball has been a massive part of my life since as far back as I could remember. Um, so like I, I want to have some stuff. I just don't want to actually have to deal with the stuff. Um, so like, I, I definitely still am a fan of, uh, the rationale behind why this should work. Mm -hmm. What I'm not a fan of, like most people <laughs> is how the company that, that has created this thing has operated. Um, I think, you know, they, they have caused themselves and the platform more, more problems, more damage than any kind of macro market, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, inflation, any kind of dips in, in the economy. I just think it was their decision making that that caused a lot of um, the the massive decline that we see on the platform. But then theoretically, if it wasn't for such horrible decision making, then the platform might be way better off today than it is. We'd have way more users than we do. Uh, the market would be healthier than it is if they operated differently. Which then means, if somehow they operate differently moving forward, or if there's an acquisition or or some other way of somebody else coming in and taking control of this platform. Then again, in theory, I hold out hope that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Will it happen? Who the hell knows? I'm probably going to ride it out till the end. Because uh, again, like it, for me, at least, it doesn't make sense for me to cash out because the money I get back is so minuscule compared to what I put into it. What's the point? Wouldn't you argue that, or I, I think I would argue that... Um that a lot of the decisions lately though have been like in the right direction. Like first and foremost with those burn boards, I'd say, um, you know, lower circulation and such. Do you, would you disagree with that? You, you still think that like big errors or mistakes are being made as of right now? Uh, errors and mistakes. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, the funny thing is aside from um, supply, most, not most, a lot of their errors and mistakes came from communication um, more than anything else. They've basically stopped communicating, which I think has been a net positive, right? Like a lot of the frustration, a lot of the, the issues that the community has long had with the platform and those running it were that they would say things and it wouldn't come to fruition. I mean, just recently, you know, them posting about their affiliation with Top Shot or NBA Con or whatever they're calling it. Um, people are bringing up, you said there was going to be a top shot convention and everybody should be all excited about it. And the NLL will have a big presence there. Um, so I think that has been long a source of, of the problems with the platform is just manipulation and misleading and, and lies and innuendo and things that didn't come to fruition. And I think they've cleared a lot of that up basically by not talking. Um, I think the burn leaderboards, I think, you know, trialing new ways of distribution. I think, uh, a lot of those things have been positive, um, but so we got a we got a sponsored comment. Can we get a guess with some actual knowledge? <laughs> yeah, this guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> You're a fucking loser, Boston based. I, I 
I vividly remember you out on Twitter. All you used to do was trash the former general manager. Uh, doesn't even matter. Anyway, keep going, Tony. All right, keep it going. Keep it moving. Yeah. Um, all right, well, why don't we talk a little bit of NBA? The NBA Finals just wrapped up. Um, what did you think about that Finals? Did you did you watch it the whole Finals? Did you uh, what, what what are your main takeaways after the Nuggets put away the Heat four to one? I mean, it went exactly how we all knew it would go. Um, the Heat were an awesome story, but they're they're just overmatched. You know, Denver has snipers. Denver has guys that could put the ball in the hole, and they've got one of the most unique players any of us has ever seen in our lives. Who do you compare Jokic to? Like, who's his comp? Like, who who has ever done what he does as a center who can lead the league in assists, who can shoot when he wants to? Um, now, nah, I wouldn't say Caleb Martin's better than Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, for sure. Um, yeah, no, it went exactly how we thought it would. Like, Jimmy Butler is, is a gritty, wonderful basketball player. He's not a number one on an NBA Finals winning team. Nobody ever thought he was. He was playing out of his mind, as he often does. He's got courage and, and heart, and they've got a bunch of bench players who can do good things, but they were just severely overmatched. So it went exactly as I think we all thought it would. It was fun, um, but it, you know that that's how it was going to go. So you, as not a fan of either team, were you rooting for the Heat? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you root for the underdog as long as you don't hate the underdog. So yes, I was exactly. definitely rooting for the Heat. Um, but I was under no illusion that the Heat could actually win. Mm-hmm. Under normal circumstances, I would also be rooting for the Heat, but right. they beat the Celtics. So They really did, didn't they? They really did. Down with yeah. the Heat. Down yeah. with and, the heat. and that's part of the reason that I was rooting for them, because as you well know, I, I hate the Celtics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At least the Nets' future is looking really bright right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Nets' future never, never actually looks really bright, even when it kind of does for a minute. No, they're, they're an absolute clusterfuck and and they've got michael bridges who thinks he's a number one and he's also not a number one so has a, has a fan base ever been rugged that hard like the the nets they looked like your fan base must have really thought you had a chance at, a, at an nba title when you saw like three superstars all come together 100 oh, my fan base thought we had a chance at a title when we got garnett and pierce of course. Right? With like Brooke Lopez and, and those young guys. Like we thought we had a championship then. Um, but but no, we didn't. And no, we didn't with Kyrie and Durant. I mean, yeah, Kyrie, Durant, and Harden, like three of the best players in the league. That was insane. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, no. as a Celtics fan, I was all I was all sad that yeah. when we saw that footage of him talking to Durant in the hallway at the all star game and like, oh no, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And uh, look how that turned out. <laughs> total very mess, good <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah total mess, total mess. Um, talking about? well i thought it was pretty silly how people were piling on Jokic for being like this is just my job like people are getting all emotional about it but then i don't know if you saw it but today he, he did the parade and of course he was like this is the best thing i've ever been a part of in my entire life but um I don't know. I just I found that whole thing kind of funny. I, of course, last week was the whole Zion Williamson <laughs> and Mariah Mills uh, Twitter scandal, which of course was endless entertainment. Um, do you have any? Do you have any safer work thoughts on that? On Zion? Yeah, on on that whole situation. I mean, have you ever seen an ass bigger than so I guess not that safe woman? Work. <laughs> uh yeah like i i think that the first question is why even bother with with that stuff but no who cares like these are young multi-millionaire athletes they should fuck whoever whatever they want yeah i don't yeah i, I don't i don't really care i, I just don't care yeah I don't okay care. i i personally love drama i love sh- so i i, yeah, I no, it's that's fine yeah, if that's what you want to do, but you just got to deal with the consequences. If you stick it in the wrong place and the wrong thing happens, then you got to deal with the consequences. Like we all do growing up. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we shouldn't have done. And then we got to deal with it. It's part of growing up, isn't it? It's part of growing um, up. Other, other news, Summer League. A lot of people are excited to go to the Summer League. And apparently Wembanyama yeah. may not play in the Summer League. What do you think that's about the that? word? I mean... I, that that's the concern with the dude, right? Like his entire career, they're they're always going to be very mindful of a guy that size. You know how how do you keep him healthy? Um, so yeah, you, know, you got to protect your investment. This is a massive investment for San Antonio. Uh, if it makes sense to keep him out, I guess he's been playing hard for a while now, right? Like their season, I guess you know uh, 
he, he played a lot. Like he didn't, he didn't sit like he's, he's been playing. So you got to give him credit for that. Uh, but there's been so many cautionary tales over the years. You talked about a guy like Zion, Greg Oden, like they're, you know, the Chet Holden, like there's, there's lots of big guys with unique bodies um, who can't stay on the court. And that's a problem. And you want the kid to be healthy. So if that means you got to sit him for summer league, who cares? Summer league doesn't even count. Yeah, he needs to take some of that uh, steroids that uh, Giannis took, the HGH and steroids that Giannis took to go from. And LeBron? Yeah, no. Yeah, and LeBron. Yeah, no, I, I'm all for athletes taking all the drugs that they can get their hands on, um, going overseas, getting those blood transfusions, whatever you got to do to stay healthy, do it 100%. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, it's the modern version of like gladiators in the... Yeah. As long as the children don't get word of it, then why not? That's Who what they cares do in if the, the children in... get then parent well. If you don't want your kids to do things that they find out about, then just be a better parent. Oh, you can't protect uh, everybody from themselves. At some point, like man up, take responsibility. I don't yourself. know though. Kids do dumb shit. And like yeah. especially when they think they're smarter than their parents. So like a sixteen year old gets word that Wembanyama's on the juice and that's why he's all big now, and then they decide to start injecting themselves. That's the problem in my mind. So be it. Yeah. Forget not financial. Yeah. None of, nothing you hear on this show should be considered medical advice. Um, Certainly the, not. The opening 2024 NBA title odds came out. Who do you, okay. who do you believe should be the favorite? And I'll tell you who is the favorite. I did not see that. Um, who do I believe should be the favorite? Oh, man. I'm assuming it's not going to be Denver. I'm assuming it's not going to be Phoenix. Uh, I don't see. Yeah, it's probably going to be Milwaukee. Is it Milwaukee? Milwaukee. You're close, but you're wrong. The okay. the favorite is the Nuggets. Is it? Okay. Yep. The Bucks are on number three. So okay. Nuggets plus five hundred. Bucks plus six hundred. Who would make number two then? Would you think? <sighs> not Golden State. It's Golden State. Can't be Golden State. It's not Golden State. Who would be number two? It's obviously not Miami. Well, it might be Miami if they get Lillard. I don't know. I, I don't... would put Miami at number two, most likely to go back to the to if win they the got NBA Lillard? title. If yeah, they, but got they don't Dame? have Lillard, you got to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, if they don't know, then no. Shit, who would be number two? It's not Memphis, obviously. Not Phoenix. Uh, I don't know. Who, who am I missing? The Celtics, you silly goose. Why? You don't think the Celtics are the second best team? Hell no. You like the, the Bucks over them? You like the you Celtics like... got murdered by Miami. It's okay. Kel... <laughs> Come on, man. Miami shot like 15% higher than they did all year. You do well, that, you're going to beat be? teams. And why would that be? Because the Celtics defense was dog shit. Mm. Yeah. But I, but no, whatever. I think the Celtics are going to lose Jalen Brown. I think he's coming to my uh, adopted team uh, here in Atlanta. Um, and that's that. Celtics have been overrated, Stan. Everybody knows that. Yeah, of course. In the finals, in the Eastern Conference finals, in the Eastern Conference finals again. Doesn't sound like an overrated team to me, but go ahead. Yeah. Teach his own. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, you asked, they're 12 to 1. They're actually tied with the Mavericks, which is kind of a surprise, and the Lakers. Warriors, Mavericks, Lakers. Warriors and Lakers? That's yep. weird. Suns yeah. plus eight fifty, so they're right behind the Bucks. After yeah. that, after Mavericks, Warriors, Lakers, it's the Clippers and the 76ers. That's after true. them, it's the Grizzlies and the Heat. So talk about disrespect to an NBA Finals team. The Heat yeah. are on the same plateau as the Grizzlies, a twenty to one NBA Finals championship odds. So Stan well, it goes Love, to show you how much parity there is in the league right now right like there were for a while there like these these big super teams that like nobody could could compete with but i think there's a tremendous amount of parity in the nba right now there definitely is a lot yeah. of parity right now boston base wants, to, wants to wager with you by the way about you i think about a friendly wager with somebody that you don't like and i don't like <laughs> it's an it. unfriendly wager then <laughs> um, uh the Cavs at plus 25 the kings 30 Pelicans 35, Knicks 40, T Wolves, Hawks, and Thunder. So there's your hometown Hawks 66 to 1. They got the and, Hawks with the Thunder? Yep. Hawks, Thunder, and T Wolves. Thunder could be a surprise pick. I mean, there's probably 100%. still they're they're still too young. Yeah, you never but, know. They're they're crazy talented. Then you're not gonna like this. The Nets are on the same plateau as the Rockets. 
The Nets, the Rockets, and the Blazers, 100 to 1. Nets are a joke. The Bulls, 125 to 1. Jazz, Magic, Wizards, Pacers, 150 to 1. Spurs, 200 to 1. And the Hornets and the Pistons in the last place scenario, 500 to 1 odds. Yeah, that about makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. Good talk. (laughs) <laughs> hey how how's parenting going how's the kid the kid's great yeah parenting is great i mean it's it's the highs and the lows that's what i always tell people hey did you uh, ever meet up with ben when he was out there when he was in uh mexico and, uh well, no, didn't, did didn't he message you and he and you said you were nearby wherever he was or was that just sarcasm well, that's just that's the sarcasm that's the joke okay. it's that he All likes right. to con- he All likes right. to think i live in mexico he doesn't know he doesn't know no, no. he's are. i mean he's a sweet little boy you just pat his head and let he's him simple minded i got excited <laughs> i thought you guys were gonna actually connect but i guess no not we didn't collect we didn't connect but maybe no collecting or connecting no neither one well, uh, any but... banjo playing <laughs> i do have a guitar i yeah. one day i'll definitely have to do a really like serious impression or i'll Seriously, take over how I'll... where would this platform be right now without Treaticus? i mean no i know a lot of people mock him and uh, a lot and of people love him, him though that's the whole point that's what i'm saying a lot of people actually i like he's a he's a great dude i first when he came on the scene i think i was one of the first people that caught on to it and reached out to him i was like bro Keep doing you, man. Like you're you're fantastic. But seriously, like I think he's built like this great community of people who through thick and thin, like they're they're in this together. They 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 found their uh their their cohort of people that they feel comfortable with. I, I think he's been a godsend for the platform, honestly. Well, um it's hard to disagree with you, actually. I mean, Floaty sponsored him right away. But Floaty was yeah. like, We want you working for us. Yeah. So Whatever he's doing is obviously it's working. I mean, I yeah. I like I like watching his ridiculous videos. I they give yeah. me they give me joy. Yeah, they they give me something. Um, <laughs> I I like him more than his videos. Is that okay to say? That's okay to say. Yeah, I like I like him a lot as as a human. I think he's a great person. Yeah, when he was on the show, that was a great episode. If you, if, if you haven't watched it, you definitely should. Yeah, I um, missed that one somehow. It's a good one. It's is a it? good one. Yeah. Wait, no, off. I didn't miss it. That's he he had a horrible internet reception. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun time. Hey, Stan, um, every we all do it, right? Like in this in this echo chamber that we all live in, um whenever somebody disagrees with us, a lot of us oftentimes we get we get very defensive. We we think our ideas and our our thoughts are the only valid ones. Um and I know he's done that a few times, but we've all done it. You got to, you know, give him give him a little slack Mm -hmm. all right so let's see what else do we have to talk about i mean we can talk about hustle and show it's it's Mm going to be 15 trade tickets are Mm -hmm. you going to trade in your trade tickets for hustle and show packs i am because i have way too many trade tickets and uh i don't want them anymore i i've gotten to a point in my collection where i just have so much shit i don't even know what most of it is anymore um so i'd rather trade shit that i don't want for shit that i want uh a tiny bit more than (laughs) than the other shit i mean that's kind of what it is um but yeah i guess if you look at the numbers like you're better off having something at 2500 circulation than 8000 circulation um so yeah that's that's the plan i i i did trade in a bunch of shit i think i have like 300 uh trade tickets right now which is actually kind of sad for a while there didn't we do like 500 trade tickets for a series one pack like those reserve packs yeah I don't remember if it was 500. I thought it was three. Was it 350 or was that the new number? 350 or 500. Okay. It might, it, was 350. it might have been 500. Either way, like to do 15 for a more or less worthless pack of other garbage versus maybe 20 times that for at the time you could get like massive wins, massive series one growls. The numbers there don't seem to make that much sense to me, uh, but it's, it's another, it's another experimentation. Let's see if people will trade in their shit for, slightly better shit and that's how we can get this kind of product into market uh, without charging people for it because otherwise people don't really want to pay for packs that have largely just trade tickets in them and even like a 2500 supply moment in this current market it's a trade ticket right like they they have no value there's fewer than 2500 collectors on the platform do we really need moments at 2500 circulation no um so that's what this is it's trading in literally worthless shit for slightly less worthless shit and still keeping the brand going. And yeah, I guess it's 
yes, it's it's a gambling lottery as we kind of talked about early. Uh, it, it's all gamble. Yes, you're gambling that you're going to be the one person that pulls the LeBron legendary from the pack, and we all know it's going to NBL because that's just how the randomizer works. Just kidding, Mike. Sort of. I don't know. Maybe today's your. Maybe this is going to be your lucky day, Jay. Maybe you're <laughs> going to be the one that gets it. Yeah. No. The thing about the randomizer is this is just a hunch. After after the algorithm picks the winner, it then goes onto like a desk, and somebody sits at that desk and they look at it and they're like. Eh, don't really like that name. Hey, randomizer, give me another name. Um, so I think, I don't know, a little birdie told me that's that's kind of the format that they currently use. Um, so we'll see. A birdie told you that? You, there's so, you, you, there's no way you have someone on the inside telling you, yeah. No, not like somebody you, on the inside. You. Not somebody, a bird. What are you talking about the inside? Like a, a literal An bird. An actual fucking bird, yes. <laughs> so that sounds about right. Yes, yes. Um, all right uh so yeah i don't know hustle and show you're right though i never thought about it that way where you could be trading in like 60k circulation stuff and at least you get stuff with a lower circulation so if and yeah. when if and when we continue trending into the to the right direction then obviously you're going to want the stuff that's lower circulation than higher circulation yeah yeah show your face i want to see your face boston based i want to i want to see the face of of the ultimate troll in the Top Shot ecosystem. I think I he's mostly to... a troll, a troll, a J troll. Well, know. no, he used to be a Jane troll. So maybe he just trolls people that start with a J. Yeah, I, think I don't so. know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. He trolls you and then he and then Janie. the N and the E at the end, he trolled yeah. Janie for that reason. Relentlessly. Such a nice lady. She didn't deserve most of that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't was it sexism? I don't know. Um, I don't know. No. I don't know. It is what it is. What else we got? Uh, what else we got? Uh, I'm taking a look here. I mean, we could do a little market check uh, if we want to look at how the rookies are doing, the Top Shot 50 are doing. That's always kind of interesting. Just to yeah, see. let's do a market check. I, I've not looked at the market recently. All right, let's go see how our Top Shot 50 and our rookies are doing. So I'll no. load that up. You can take some comments, Jay, while I load that up. Okay. Do we have any good comments? What does Money <laughs> Williams just, mean? We're just going to trolls <laughs> i don't know when oh money that. williams because monty williams went to the pistons and he's making a lot of money okay how much is he making i didn't catch that he's making like a lot of money i forget how much but it's mm-hmm. a lot um all right so it looks like paulo boncaro continues to go up in value i think we looked at him yeah. two weeks ago and he was less than he is today so what happens next season because I, I don't think would you agree with me i don't i don't see paulo as a stud, I, I think he's a decent player, um, but but people are buying it for the game, right? It's for the leaderboard. You you accumulate enough TSS for for Paolo, you finish high enough on the the legendary or on the rookie leaderboard. Um, you you get the free legendary, and then you get the free rare for him being a a, a rookie first team selection. Yeah, but that's why right. most people buy, right? Like that again, as we keep saying, like this is a platform for the most part rooted in gamification and gambling people are not buying because they love paolo except for andrew and maybe a couple of other people they're buying because they want the free reward and then inevitably there will be a letdown because fewer people will want to buy the reward than you thought in the first place and it's like why did i accumulate all these paolos that now i have nothing else to do with and i don't even want to keep long term and i just did it for the reward but we're all degenerate gamblers and that's what we do on this platform um i i would love to better understand the the difference between people who are buying for the gamble and for the game versus people who buy this stuff based on actually wanting to collect it and keep it. Um, I wonder how many of these you would need. Cause I'm seeing here, there's some like, there's some single buyers. I thought I might see multiple buyers of people who want to make sure they get one. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's only, what is there? 75 rookie revelation or is it 90? Yeah, that's true. There's not a whole lot of them. There's only 75. It's only 75 and the top 50 lockers will win the legendary. Um, so in theory, you have to assume at least some of these people have more than one legendary. Some of these people probably accumulated a bunch of the rares. Um, so only 50 people will win the prize. And I, I think they said that they're going to give us a 48 hour notice before um, the reward snapshot is taken. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on that. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to assume like lots of people just haven't locked their shit yet. Um, but yeah, it doesn't take much, right? Like if there's only 75 of these things and top 50 are going to win, if 10 people own more than one, it kind of 
keeps it open for anybody who owns one of those Legos to, uh, to have a chance at top 50 on his leaderboard and then they'll get a free legendary. Sure. But some of these other ones I think um, are being collected because people want them. Right. I mean like Anthony Edwards, is there like people aren't going to win a legendary or whatever Anthony Edwards for, for that, like in the same way as Paolo Bonquera, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's nice to see. I mean, some of these, a lot of these actually are There's only, Sure, there's only 50 of those. those. But, like, yeah. you know, I guess Jalen Williams also falls in the same camp. Challenge award. Yeah, yeah, but but even so, even though they're challenge awards, if people are still buying them up and it's going yeah. over Yeah, I mean, if the pack was 500 bucks and you get a Steph and it's 630 or a Luca 630 or an Embiid 600, I mean, they're a little bit more than the price of the pack. You also got uh, a rare in those packs and some trade tickets. Right. That's fine. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, as long, I think ideally, if this is going to work like physical cards, then you want to be able to be able to look forward to potential big hits. I think that's you're always going to need something like that. I guess like LeBron, you almost triple your money, for example, yeah. um, or Paolo. Obviously, that's a big win. So Paolo's that's good. Huge that's yeah, good. Paolo was a huge win. I think did Cam mm-hmm. still not open his pack? I think, I think Cam doesn't open any packs. Yeah, but the, the thing is. The, when the leaderboard snapshot is done, if that motherfucker has a Paolo in there and then he keeps it and he doesn't sell into the pump and then next year he opens it, that's just going to be worth half, right? Maybe less than half. I don't know. I'm just guess saying, it, Cam. All depends, right? I don't know. I'm just saying, Cam. Is there any way actually to see how many of those are still? Let's go see how many are still in packs so we can try to decide if one is in right. Cam's pack or not. Right. Let's see. There are five in packs. One of them is in Cam's pack. I'm saying. Could be. I mean, there's five of those in packs. Now let's see a key. Oh, that's a challenge award. Never mind. Um, let's see. Jalen, let's see how many of those are in packs. Four in packs. So he probably has one of those too. The math checks out. <laughs> it's it's going to be Paolo. Checks out. Uh, all right. Let's see what else. Let me catch up here. Alexa's asking for playback. Yeah, I know. Uh, play, it's he so wants late you here. to do your show on playback. Yeah, really? playback. So for those who don't know what play playback is, and I don't know why Poker Pro Eric is saying he doesn't know it. I'm pretty sure he was on one of those before, but you were on it too. You know what playback is? It's just a different streaming thing. Just different, and that's where people like watch basketball games together, right? Exactly. But in mm-hmm. the beginning, they really wanted people to go and use it, so they were making it like they were giving you a good reason to go stream there, what throwing was the you a few bucks uh, okay. for money. Gotcha. So, so uh, yeah. So I hustled. I hustled pretty hard, and then they adjusted pretty hard. Ah, okay. And you don't so, like when they adjust hard. <laughs> exactly, Jay. I don't yeah. like that. I like. That I like sense. when the when the finance slow is slow and steady. Are, well, predictable. I would say predictable. Yeah. Yeah. That makes predictable sense. or better. But yeah. when it's a big drop off, it's not as not as fun. I think Stan final Lego five hundred. I think I agree. I think. Um, Yes, people with airdrops will sell 100%, and they will undercut each other. You have to assume that the number of people who actually want to complete this set is probably barely double digits, right? Like, who wants to own this finals legendary set? 25 people, max 30 people. Then you have to assume if you're not the person who sells to one of those 30 people, then you're kind of left holding the bag. And four months from now, six months from now, who's going to want a random... Aaron Gordon <laughs> legendary from uh, from this year's finals. It's just, yeah, I, I don't think the economics are there. Again, like unless unless you're a collector, like that's the thing. Like some people actually want to collect this shit. They're not looking at the numbers and saying, mm, can I get a good return on my investment? Like they actually want to own this shit either because they have an emotional attachment to the team or they love the product or I guess in some people's cases like myself, there's this hope that um, there's going to be uh, financial incentive down the line. 50 completions. There's going to be more than 50 completions for a set that has 75 uh, count per moment. I mean, would that be the most completed set statistically in history? More than 50 out of 75 total uh, possibilities? That I'd be surprised. There, there, yeah, there are fewer than 50 completions on most of the uh, MGLE uh I mean, I these are the these are cha- these are challenge rewards, right? So if How we're many not talking about 
So there's 50, but that's not everything. That's not every moment in right. the set. That's that's a subsection of them. Right. So I don't know how many of these had like Jabari I guess we could look at last like year's. 45. If we look at last year's, right? That would that would show us, I think. Go to last year's one. Well, last so. year we had way more users, don't forget. Oh shit. Okay, that's true. But let's just but take I'd a look. But I'd be curious, yeah. Whoops, finals. And I don't did you have to have all of them last year? Weren't there two of them um, last year? No. It was just Jordan Poole and it was 40. And it was 40. but these were also numbered to 75. Yeah. And this was a much more popular finals, much more popular teams, sexier players, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Tatum. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, if, listen, if there's more than 50, fantastic. Um, I'd be surprised, but who cares? Yeah, Mar Marcus Smart still going for 740. Yeah. I wonder if people are buying that lately. I'd guess not. Let's just take a look. I doubt it. Well, someone bought it on May 12th. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, what what else we got here? Clappy McCheeks, by the way. I saw him on the other, when we were looking at the Paolo. He was also, look at pa Clappy McCheeks is doing a lot of buying and selling. Can we invite Boston based on now? Is that possible? Can we do a three-person panel? Does he want to come on? Probably. He's got a bunch of great stuff to say. Alexa's the best guest, though. I, I would tend to agree. His internet tends to suck, but um, I, I, I've always loved listening to Alex. Yeah, he's a good guest. Uh, well, folks, what else you got here? It's, um, it's Any other little... topics you want us to talk about? Yeah, it's getting a little late for the Tandy Man, so let's let's give. I think your... we're both relatively low energy today. Is that is that fair to say? <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> I can feel my eyes burning at this point. But let's see uh, if you guys got anything else. I'll, let's see if I could find the question and answers drop, and then we can ask Jay. Well, let, let's last. talk about the NLL. You saw that they they yeah. launched some merch today. They did. Yeah, just before I came on the show, I got an email. I get a hundred dollar discount, but the thing is, there's no free shipping, so that means I have to pay like nine dollars to get an NLL shirt. Mm. Um, anybody gonna... here want my code? Uh, I will. Um, I will give it to you for way less than the hundred dollars it's worth on the platform. Hit my DMs. Mm. There you Poker go. So here, here we go. Do you want a hundred dollar uh, code for for an NLL sweatshirt? There you go. Poker Pro wants it, but we, we forgot to use this before, so we're talking about the NNL. It deserves the drop, so here we go. Um, by the way, I don't know what this is about. Top Shot had only 500 codes for Top Shot Con. Well, I don't know what that means. You? No. Weisberg, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um... Green Curry says, should have sold my heat redemptions. You were right, Tandy. Of course I was right. <laughs> Green Green Curry had hope that the heat were going to pull it pull it around. And he was well, that's the gamble, to... right? Again, like this is a gambling platform. Yeah. The smart gamble would be buy the heat because nobody in their right mind thinks the heat are going to beat the Nuggets. And then if they win, you get a huge return on your investment. That's, sure. that's what people do here. But I think you gotta you gotta do some math. You gotta work out what percentage chance you think they have of winning and what that would be worth if they did win, and then figure it. Do the math that way. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Anything else in here? Boston Base says it's four dollars shipping. Not nine. I already looked. Maybe maybe that's wherever Boston Base lives. Who's whoever basement he lives in, um, based on his address. Where where I live, it's it's seven and change. All right. Um, Boston Bay says the real problem is the fact that they waited until a few weeks before NBA Con to make the promo. Well, I don't even know what promo codes are we talking about. Are they, are these like tickets to go to NBA Con that Top Shot's no, giving I, out? No, I saw something about that. Maybe via email or Discord or something. I think. Congratulations, Boston Base. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's a very big, beautiful one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, some of these people in this community. You ever wonder how the fuck we found ourselves here, Tandy? Um, no, I think if, if you sign up for NBA con through NBA top shot, you got like a 20% discount on the cost of the, the convention. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Okay. Right. Got it. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, but I went to the NBA convention a couple of years ago, um, in, at, at the all, at all-star, right? Uh, yeah, they had like a, a, an NBA convention at all-star weekend. Um, with a lot of the same uh, kind of perks that apparently are going to be at this NBA convention. So I don't know what the difference is between this NBA con 
and the convention they seem to run every year at All-Star Weekend. I guess it's just a different time of year. Uh, but panels and, and games and freebies and, and booths and convention floor, um, they do that every year at All-Star. So I don't know. Are you planning on going to the convention? Uh, 50-50. I was planning on going. Uh, we got some family stuff going on, so I have to see if I can balance it. I love going to Vegas. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to try. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Not for Top Shot. If I end up going, it's it's not for Top Shot. I've gone to things before that were Top Shot related for Top Shot because I was, you know, I want to do this, um, but I don't, I don't really care anymore. You've gone to a lot of Top Shot related events, haven't you? I mean, have there been a lot of events? I was out. How in many? Vegas. Well, I'm I'm including like going to games as part of the Discord. yeah. Oh, dude, I went to so many games <laughs> last year. Uh, I'll buy your NLL code. Top oh, shot, someone, hot shot. Someone wants to buy it, it already. There you go. Just give me an offer right here. Let's do a lot. Um, I, I want 40 bucks for it. Give me your counter offer. Uh, we'll, we'll do it right here on the show. It'll be amazing. Um, we'll boom the Yes, I'm sure, Jules. Um, it did that one time, actually. It was way higher than that. It did not last very long. Um, yeah, I, I went to a bunch of games last year. Uh, it's, it's fun. Like, met some people, had some fun. 30 bucks. It's yours. Done. <laughs> um <laughs> enjoy your fucking hoodie um yeah yeah uh, i i like that i i think you know using well but they did it wrong right like i think you should be rewarded based on on your fandom based on collecting habits based on what you purchase what you own um actual like doing things i think for the most part like the stuff i won last year was like because i clicked emoji buttons in discord that like a tiny percentage of the user base actually participated in i don't know to me like that that shouldn't be how these things are rewarded and honestly like here in atlanta like shout out to eric and and you know he he did his best running that thing but like it would be you know he'd say i have tickets for tomorrow's game who wants them and like four people like raised their hands in the discord or came on to playback or whatever and said yeah i can go to the game tomorrow and then like two of the people would win because like that's it um, mm. Like, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's worth the price for Top Shot, for Dapper, for the, uh, for the um, you know, each. Oh, by each, the way, it looks like you got Dapper. a counter offer. Okay. Well, Uncle Pro wants to pay 40. Uh oh. Now it's going to be a bidding war. We got a bidding war, Top Shot, Hot Shot. I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, you didn't <laughs> interrupt the show. This is way more entertaining than the shit Tandy and I are talking about. Um, how would you reward the, the bandwagoner? I don't know it's so distracting trying to understand all these different conversations happening. Uh, yeah. I love the idea of being rewarded for collecting, being rewarded for your fandom. Uh, but I just think there has to be better ways. I think it should be, uh, I, I don't think it should be on discord, right? Like I've been vocal about this in the past. So few people actually engage with these things on discord. I think it should be a native experience on the platform. Similarly, I loved uh, all the flash challenges that the team captains run throughout the year, but it's all disjointed. It's all off the platform. It's all via discord or via Twitter make it all a native experience on the platform. I think that could be one of the most important improvements that Dapper could make is just allow these experiences to, to be uh, offered up through the native platform as opposed to these kind of piecemeal things that happen on the side that most people don't even know about. Um, I think, yeah, that, that would be a, a recommendation because I want people to win. I want uh, I, I want to go to games, but like if there's only four people that raise their hand for games and like you're almost guaranteed to win because you're one of the four or degenerates that hangs around in the discord like to what end like what what value is that that doesn't seem to be growing the platform growing the product or even rewarding most collectors so yeah well i imagine also that now that we're getting we're using like the app for example i imagine that we're going to get more and more centralized with how where we get our information ideally but i just don't know how we're going to completely replace what happens on discord inside yeah. of an app but hopefully we get there yeah i hope so um well, Denver Alexa has two tickets for Friday, whatever that is for. For Friday, so if you guys I think want, the season's over. What, what's on, what's on <laughs> Friday, Alex? I think it's like a beer garden ticket that you pay to go and sit in the garden over there. Um, is it a sloppy steak barbecue by chance? I think it is. I think it that is. would be dope. Um, Denver Top Shot Group gets drunk on Dapper's Dime once a week and classy stuff. I mean, honestly, like most communities did that last year, right? um like very few people would go to bars and the team captain would buy drinks for everybody and give out free moments hundreds thousands of dollars um and call it a day and there'd be like a dozen people there i know 
Um, I remember Mike went to a few of those in, in Atlanta, right? It just so happened like the two things that happened in Atlanta, I was out of town both times, so I couldn't enjoy them. But like you, that he was on video and he'd like pan to like the bar that they spent thousands of dollars uh, to buy people free food and free drink and have giveaways and autograph jerseys and shit. And there'd be like nine people there. Um, so I think the captain's program is, is a good idea. Investing in the community is a good idea. Uh, there just has to be a, a more palatable way um, to get more people involved and engaged and benefiting from it. Sure. Green Curry yeah. wants to know what's up with Roham. Do you know anything about that, Jay? I've, I've heard a couple things um, and word is it's launching tomorrow. So keep your eyes open. Mm. Okay. Bleasy's yeah. coming right at the end here. Hello, Bleasy. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all I got, Jay, unless, unless there's no. anything else you want to say, you want to shout out anything, you want to give any last words, last words. I guess here's what I'll say. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the floor. <laughs> Jay's going to get the floor. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, that was not necessary. Um, I, I think, uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in today. Um, it's been uh, a wonderful experience with my friend, Simon, as always. Um, it, it's, it's wonderful to engage the community, uh, through such a reputable platform. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that you guys are still here, that we're still here, that we're still, uh, egging these, these people on to, to give us the experience that we crave and, uh, fingers crossed that, uh, we continue to go up from here. All right. Very beautifully said. <laughs> um, Louis here also right at the end. Hello, Louis. You're gonna have to hit the rewind button. Uh, and pack drip wants you to pump Roham pack drip. Keep that to yourself. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I thank think you all, all for Roham uh, for the last two and a half years. He's, he's doing good. Thank you all for being here. Enjoy your nine lives lounge shirts and hoodies. And also your top shot shirt. If you have one, Poker Pro Air. All right, go ahead, Jay. You're talking to Poker Pro Air. Top shot, hot shot. You, you guys figure it out. Who wants, who wants the hundred dollar credit? You know where to find me. Yeah, there you go. Go, go, create your top, your Twitter chat and get the bids going crazy. This was not um, a good episode. Please, I, I would not. This was good. I would not. not recommend it. No, but very two very low energy uh, Jewish men doing their best. But uh, you're not. A, are you a Jew, Tandy? I am you are a Jew, Jew yeah. right? Yeah, two two low energy Jewish men doing their best, but really not much to be all that excited about. But we did our best for you. You know what I like to do? Um, I like to listen to podcasts at like one and a half, 1.2 speed. Oh, so yeah. I think 100%. I'd recommend doing that, please. But all right. 100%. Thank you, Jay. Go yeah. enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for thanks for being here, chat. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, buddy. Bye. Static Celestia.